0: Wrestling Podcast, Podcast. Podcast. The you moves. Might not be an A, but you are a Check it out. Here we go. you wanna mess with us. On the on the on the you wanna mess
1: with us. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen out there in the B Plus land. It is me. It's me, your B Plus Man of Mystery, Mr. Mysterious, and I'm back. I'm back in Perth. Welcome to the impact zone ladies and gentlemen the wrestling podcast where we cover all the goings on in the magnanimous bizarre weird world that we call impact wrestling getting over wrestling hangover um all of us here at the b plus we're still trying to get our bearings only because we've come back from sydney from watching pwa's uh, two-night coliseum event Uh, that kind of messed us all up just because it was just such a Amazing time. None of us wanted it to end. We've all flown back to our respective States and just finding the groove. Like we've actually like, we've adjusted back into the swing of things, but at the same time, the wrestling world is still in flux. So it's going to be very interesting to see when we get back to our scheduled programming, but I wanted to make sure I got to the impact zone this week because there is a lot, a lot of impact news to unpack. Uh, we had the last taping, uh, the last episode of the Las Vegas tapings before Bound for Glory. We had Prelude to Glory, All Glory, Bound for Glory, and thank. And we are going to be talking about the follow up uh, episode of Impact Wrestling, but it's not a traditional episode. It's just a behind the scenes exclusive, like a newsroom episode of Impact Wrestling, where they just break down everything that happened at Bound for Glory. Just a breather. They show the pre-show matches, which I'm grateful for because I like the fact that Impact Wrestling, they want you to digest what's happened after their big pay-per-view. They don't like, it's not like you go right back. Like, all right, that was a great thing. Let's just just strike right now and just keep this going, keep this going. And just like the sooner or later, the momentum just kind of plummets. So it's just like, take a breather, digest it, enjoy it. And then next week, Then we'll get into the stuff. And Impact Wrestling are finally on the AXS Network. So on the 29th, I believe, in America. Anyways, they're going to have their very first episode on the AXS Network, an official episode, and we've got a few little matches announced so far. But to get us into that mindset, much like the newsroom episode of Impact Wrestling after Bout for Glory, I'm going to go through... All the stuff I've missed since I've been away. Boy, this is going to be a very interesting one. So if you're as confused as I am, if you're trying to make sense of it all as I am, fear not, I've got your back. So how about we start with the final episode before Bound for Glory. We had a few... I'm going to be doing this in like broad strokes, guys, just because there's a lot of stuff to unpack. We opened the final episode of Impact with Michael Elgin versus Fala Barr, accompanied by TJP. TJP has been repeatedly helping Fala find his voice. This was pretty much to get Michael Elgin some more momentum going into his match with Marufuji. Just two big boys going at it. The feats of strength from both men were incredible. You had like suplexes, big power slams. Like Fala, he was doing a lot of his palm strikes and he's using a lot more of his agility lately with doing his like running cross body for a near fall, I think at one stage. Elgin hit a running clothesline as well, like really Thunderous! I thought Fala was going to flip over. uh follow was going to do his bonsai drop uh, off the top rope, but Elgin cut him off, and then he did the Elgin bomb. Uh, keep, like the Elgin bomb onto Fala bar. That's just an amazing feat in of itself. Which yeah, we I kind of knew we kind of knew what was going to happen, but it wasn't follow's story right now. Isn't revolving around him getting wins yet which I'm grateful for because he's been in a bit of a state. So he's still finding his character. He's still finding his voice. And once he does, maybe attack tag team with TJP. That'd be cool because they impact, they are keeping TJP away from the exhibition title picture right now because if he was in there, he would outclass everyone. So they're going to make him, Focus on other avenues. So the two Filipino boys going after the tag gold. We need an extra tag team to really pump up that division. I think it'd be a great idea. After the match though, Michael Elgin, he looked at the camera and sent a message to Mara Fuji. He says, I know you're watching and all that. Elgin wrapped the steel chair around the neck of TJP and sent him into the steel ring post. which ow, just, and I just flat out, one of the things I am kind of disappointed with in Impact Wrestling in the build up to Battle Glory with Michael Elgin and Mara Fuji, there has been no, absolutely no promos, hype, like no promos, interviews with Mara Fuji at all throughout the entire tapings. Yes, he had a match on an Impact Plus special, but that doesn't even count. It does not even count. It's like the one sided. Like building a story just by yourself it, it just a bad situation for Michael Elgin to have been in, in the first place and it kind of kind of um broadcast who was going to win that match but uh yeah that's uh I'll touch on that some more later we had a little exhibition champion Jake Chris the golden draw going up against Chris Bay in non-title action so Jake Chris is just trying to get get in the swing of things, uh, get tune himself up for his, uh, Vision title defense in the multi-man ladder match, a bound for glory, Chris Bay, amazing talent. I'm hoping he gets signed somewhere. Again, I mentioned on the last impact zone, how he managed to appear for like two or five live NXT impact ring of honor, all in the space of like 30 days, which is crazy. <laughs> But it was great. Like Bay was really like he took a, he took the role of the high flyer while uh, Jake Chris was the base for a lot of the things that they were doing. Bay jumped off top rope, but he got cut off in midair with a super kick from Jake. Really, it was like not to say that Jake wasn't doing a couple of high flying stuff as well, but his goal was just to cut off all the momentum that Chris Bay had. You know, Bay connected with a slingshot DDT for a very close near fall, thought he had it at one stage, that just to give him at least some kind of victory in Impact, while well, yeah, he was there for the episodes, uh, Jake hit his big super cutter off the top rope to pick up the win, which is fair enough. Hopefully, this isn't the last that we see of Chris Bay in Impact Wrestling. I think he would be a great fit for Impact. The dude can do fantastic work, and yeah, I would rather him be utilized in a promotion that understands his worth. So. If nothing else, he'd shown his worth for these however many weeks that we've seen him on TV. You know what? Maybe we'll see. Maybe we won't. We cut a little backstage action here. Ace Austin is inviting Alicia to party with him once he wins the X Division title at Bound for Glory. Now, I have to stress, I have, I'm so this we've seen Alicia now. We had it's been a couple weeks since we've seen her. The episode prior to this, Ace Austin's just said, screw it. He's come out with the purple hair looking like an absolute git. Ace Austin 316, I just banged your wife. Wouldn't Alicia have questions about that? Like, she must not watch the product at all. You know, that that's clearly... That's the role that they've given to her. She just doesn't care. Like, she doesn't pay attention to that. She doesn't pay attention to what's happening with her husband. I mean, no, nothing is nothing is conveying alicia as a uh very endearing personality at this point but yeah alicia is refusing and just saying don't you think you're a bit overconfident right now and ace is just pers- persuading her, saying if you think it's like th- that much of a like one in a million chance just say yes so if i win promise me you'll come to a party and it's like I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess. So that's that's her dialogue. It's her... Like, you could get a button and just like press the buttons for the phrases that she says. I mean, I guess. What is your issue? da 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 Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> and I've realized something from this. I have realized something from this stupid story. Uh, it wasn't to make eddie edwards go crazy it wasn't that's clearly not the goal and the goal of this whole thing was to give ace austin a push in a very bizarre storyline he's come off looking like he's come off looking like a like, like cheesy bad boy and it's worked it has worked for him like if nothing else he actually in a weird way he's gotten a push from this has elevated him the story isn't over but um yeah i i have to i have to praise impact for putting over the younger star in ace austin eddie edwards has done it all in impact wrestling so there's really not a whole lot he can do right now other than go crazy but that's not going to happen uh, so at the moment, he's just going to elevate other stars uh, however he can. We had Moose battle USC Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock for Bound for Glory. So we had a little bit of hype packages for that. We had T- Taya Valkyrie looking at herself in the mirror, hyping herself up. So she's stopped looking for people to say, like, you know, if you get rid of Taneel, I'll give you a title shot. If you beat Taneel, I'll give you a title shot. She stopped that now, and at, and now she's just like you know what longest reign knockouts champion welterluka current Rena Renas champion. I am I am that good and more, you know. And she's saying that she will defeat Tennille Dashwood and retain the knockouts championship at Bound for Glory because she's that damn good. And she's like, great. She's actually like she's actually taking charge, which is the Tie of valkyrie that we need to see in impact wrestling more please and thank you we had a uh, triple threat action we had josh alexander with ethan page versus rich swan with willie Mack versus rhino with rvd preview to their triple threat tag team championship match of bound for glory a lot the idea of this one is a lot of mind games by the north a lot of miscommunication between all the teams and the Partners at ringside, you had Rhino took out Swan and Alexander off the top rope with a huge tower of doom. There was a lot of great spots here. Like Rhino came off looking great. There was a little bit of a fun fact uh, factoid on the Impact Wrestling Facebook page where it said that Rhino and Sabu were like the only stars on the current roster left from like the original Bound for Glory back in like 2005. That's crazy. That is crazy. And that's back when Rhino was the NWA World Champion as well, which is baffling. That, yeah. It's great that he's, it's called kind of come full circle. But yeah, it's nice to see him back home. It's nice to see him back home. You know, uh, Paige, uh, so what happened? So Rhino hit Alexander with a gore, but Paige pulled the referee out of the way. Paige claimed that Willie pulled out the referee and in the ring, Swan capitalized off the distraction with a 450 onto Alexander to pick up the win and yeah if they did that at bound for glory might have had new tag team champions did they did they i'll touch on that soon we get a very real promo from sammy callahan and i loved it so much you you need to watch it i can't hype it enough because it's not the traditional ove promo it's not the bullcrap it's not the thumbs up Thumbs down. It's not all that. And it's not the... It is the... It has got the uh, VHS effects and the shaky cam and the static and that, but it's a little bit different color, different tinge to it. It's just a... And the different angle. Sammy is like almost crying and being very emotional, saying like, I didn't mean to do these things. I didn't mean to hit... Uh, melissa santos i didn't mean to rip off pentagon's mask he's going through his horrible horrible deeds i never wanted to be this way and then he just switches and just like but i'm the guy you guys deserve and it's just oh i loved it it's so good and you just what you're just rooting for him at this point because he is he says it he is the draw he is absolutely draw it's been only two years since he's been in Impact Wrestling, but he feels like he's been there forever. And that is just the power of Sammy Callahan. I want to see the world title on him. I need to see the world title on him, ladies and gentlemen. We might have a chance going forward. Uh oh, the possibilities here. It seems like that if, if nothing else, they have a lot of direction to go with him. We had the X, the final X-Division title lateral match contender got qualifier. You had Rohit Raju accompanied by Gama Singh up against Sabu with Super Genie. This one was just, it was great to see Sabu. He's doing all this shit. Like it's, the dude has like a steel hip at this point. He's had like a couple of back surgeries, I think. Still doing the same shit. It hasn't slowed down. I I don't understand it even now. It's just incredible. But I am disheartened because this one was a no contest, double count out. Again, Impact Wrestling going to the well, just getting it dry at this point. I mean, it was a great match. You know, Gama tried to get involved in the match at some point, but Genie stopped him with a steel chair shot. Sabu sent Raju through a table on the outside with a leg drop off the top rope. And that's why both guys were outside for the double count Neither men heading to the exhibition title ladder match. So there was one spot left, which was filled. I will get to that very soon. We had Gabby Lauren interviewing Tessa Blanchard before she challenged for the exhibition title at bound for glory. And the, the story especially after Bound for Glory, seems to be she's still in this story with OVE. Like, th- that isn't going away anytime soon. So, at what point does she finally overcome OVE? Now there's a way they can do it and it's becoming a little bit more clear to me now. And we ended this final episode with an over-the-top battle royal because of the Coil shot gauntlet at Bound for Glory. They just kind of sprung on us at, at random so there's 20 people in the call your shot gauntlet now the winner of this top rope battle royal the winner gets in at number 20 but the runner-up gets in at number one so you had eddie edwards kira hogan jordan grace havoc johnny swinger cody dina cousin jake mahabali shira raj singh last legend adam thornstow And Rosemary, they were competing in this battle royal, among many others. A lot of names, a lot of just... It went for a good 20, 25 minutes, which is surprising. I thought this wouldn't go... I thought it'd be like a quick, maybe 10-minute battle royal, but they really took the time with it, which very very surprised me. Uh, And then the last two were Eddie Edwards and Mahabali Shearer. So... Those two are battling it out. Eddie looked like he had the advantage for so towards the very end, but then Reno scum were distracting him, uh, which allowed Mahabali Shira to just power slam Eddie over the top rope. He took a nasty side bump onto the eight, onto the side of the ring, and then on the apron. That had to have hurt. Just the lack of just the lack of decorum from Mahabali, just like douche right down it looked ugly but Eddie sold it like an absolute champion and yeah that was the ending to the final episode before Bound for Glory Mahabali Shira coming in like an absolute beast number 20 Eddie Edwards having to fight his way back to potentially win at number one and uh, we had the prelude to glory results guys uh that's really a lot of stuff happened there. I'll just go through them in cliff notes here. You had Rich Swan and Willie Mack defeat the Desi Hit Squad. Far defeated Johnny Swinger. So poor Swing Man. He deserves better. <laughs> you had Theo Storm versus Russ Jones. That ended in no contest. And then when that ended in no contest, Moose came in to defeat Russ Jones. I've looked up Russ Jones. He is jacked. I wouldn't be surprised if he has some kind of MMA background in there which is kind of what Moose's whole story's been revolving around with Ken Shamrock you had Havoc defeat Elena Black the one of the local stars Sammy Callahan defeat Desmond Xavier uh, Brian Cage and Tessa Blanchard defeated Jake Crist and Madman Fulton in six knockout action Tenille Dashwood Jordan Grace and Rosemary defeated the team of Tire Valkyrie Kira Hogan and Madison Reign You had Eddie Edwards defeat Ace Austin in this weird story. I don't think Alicia was involved in this at all. And then you had to end the match, to end the event. Mara Fuji, Rhino, and Rob Van Dam defeat Michael Elgin and the North. It was a great little thing. The the stream for it was a lot better, high quality than some of the recent Impact Plus specials. I will say, I thought it did really well like uh, one of the highlights was the ace austin eddie edwards because it was like a street fight it wasn't just an ordinary match go look it up on impact plus uh, i just a little, little extra be it little more still so before bound for glory now i was going to talk about all glory but really that was just to showcase all the independent stars from all the other promotions like ovw was in there Bugatti's promotion. There's a whole bunch of different matches in there. The real highlights, of course, was uh, you had Shotzi Blackheart on there. You had Smiley Kylie was in there, and you had Ace Romero in there. Now, at the end of All Glory, you had Scott Demore come out and offer Ace Romero a contract, and not only that, because Ace Austin has been competing like under the wrestling revolver banner. He's been in MLW. He was in AEW for a for their um Casino Battle Royal. He's been doing some great work. He's just finding a home for him has been been a little tricky. But it looks like he's got a home now in Impact Wrestling. And at end, Scott demore offered him the final spot in the X Division ladder match, which immediately AC Baby just signed it and we had our final contender for the X Division ladder match. Ah, uh, I did not see that coming in the slightest, but I am glad they just needed a wild card. And I was thinking from Hit Raju and Sabu, like, in terms of wild card, I was like, yeah, bring in Sabu. But that double, that double count out just kind of annoyed me because Impact do that too many times for my liking. So having Ace Romero in there on top of Ace Austin, Tessa Blanchard, Daga, and Jake Crist, it made for a very, very entertaining pay-per-view that Bound for Glory was one of the best. It, It really kind of encapsulated the journey that Impact Wrestling has been up to so far. So before we get into the big breakdown from Bound for Glory and the other reports that have come out since then, How about we have a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder, if you want to hear all of these wonderful B-Plus podcast episodes completely ad-free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month up to $10 a month where anything you want to help us with it really helps out it's going to help us grow the site it's going to help us redesign some things and everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about for the rest of the world to see so we can grow this mission of watch global support local and build indie wrestling So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, On the gaming field, that's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers, for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game and to dominate in all areas of life so check out outbreaknutrition.com and for being a listener of our podcast they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B plus that is B P L U S at checkout so make sure if you want to stay on top of your game if you want to take your performance to the next level outbreaknutrition.com enter the code B plus at checkout getting back into the swing of it guys bound for
1: glory All four of the Impact titles are on the line. One of them determining the ladder match. Those are always very, very, very fun. You had Ken Shamrock return to the ring to face Moose. You had Mara Fuji come in. You had Dr. Wagner in Trios action. There was a lot to unpack here. Now, I mentioned Dr. Wagner. Uh, There was a report at first that his match was going to be the main event of bound for glory. It looked like it was going to be the, there were reports. I shit you not that they were going to have the rascals end bound for glory. And I was like, wow, that's ballsy. Finally, finally, the rascals are going to get a push and they changed it to the (laughs) pre-show and they changed it so that you don't watch it on impact plus Plus but it was on the following, the breakdown episode, the report room episode of Impact Wrestling, the couple days after. So that really sucked. So it was the main event of that episode, but that wasn't really the main event of Bound for Glory. And part of me thinks that Dr. Wagner was like, you know what, this is a good platform to retire. And then just within five seconds later, he's just like, eh, maybe not. But I have changed my mind. And just, ah, uh, it's a shame. It is a shame. I was kind of thinking that this would be a great place for Doctor Wagner to do it. Just end his career in America on a high. He could probably do some stuff in Mexico still, but that's just that, that was just fantasy booking. I was silly to think that. Right? It gets bad when I try. So we had to start off with we had the twenty person Call Your Short Gauntlet match. So twenty people eddie edwards came at number one and of course you know mahabali shira answered at number 20 Uh, the winner of this could face for any championship i I don't know whether it's like whenever they want or at the next pay-per-view or on a one of the the upcoming episodes of axs my interpretation is that it's just anytime they want but it was a very thrown together match we had rosemary we had johnny swinger jessica havoc jordan grace kira hogan lot of knockouts a lot of knockouts which surprised me and we're going for the whole intergender thing and i was thinking with all the knockouts at one point that maybe they're going to have tessa in there surprises i thought this was going to be later on after the exhibition title match if tessa didn't win it didn't end up happening but yeah cousin jake cody dina raj singh Uh, reno scum and there were some surprises in there as well but yeah one of the big surprises and it was announced earlier in the week the king of dong style joey ryan the man with the magic penis has signed with impact wrestling and big surprise in the match of course all the penis stuff all the penis stuff nobody wanted to touch it Uh, crazy nobody wanted to touch it and then everyone touched it in a big line and uh five people took back bumps thanks to the power of the penis you know Uh, (laughs) i'm very surprised i i'm happy that joy ryan has signed with someone i think uh, this is a mixture of things i think this is because of uh, the legislation that's come out in california about wrestlers having to be regarded as employees that might have affected his income moving forward like with bar wrestling that might have that might be impacting him a lot in his decision making and also because Joey Ryan is such like he's like the most successful indie star in the world right now he's in charge of pretty much everything he does and if he was going to Either go to WWE, they would have completely taken away his character. They would have taken all of his merch sales. He would have taken a loss going to WWE, which is crazy to say in this day and age. Or if he went to his friends in All Elite, he wouldn't have necessarily got all of his merch sales or like all of his profits and stuff under the banner of his brand. It would have been more as the brand of All Elite Wrestling. So maybe he wouldn't have got as much fund through them, even though they were his great friends. And there's no hard feelings there between the Elite and Joey Ryan. But you can kind of see that he just wanted to be independent. And Impact Wrestling are allowing him to be him. That was his big tweet reveal after this Call Your Shot gauntlet, is that Impact Wrestling, I'm going to let him be him. Like, penis and all, like, pina coladas and all, like, just king of sleaze, all of that. And it's very smart. Impact Wrestling, it's a big move. And it's something you won't see anywhere else that you definitely, definitely will not see someone like Joey Ryan anywhere else. But it works out so well. And it can help with the intergender wrestling a lot moving forward. If that's some an avenue they're going to do with a lot more of the knockouts division. Who else could do it? Off the top of my head, Havoc. Havoc would have a great run as an intergender wrestler because she's one of the bigger girls, like Kong. Why not? Just just feed her a bunch of scrawny men, you know? Speaking of Havoc, she did come out next in the Cory Shot gauntlet match. She chokeslam Ryan. You had Rosemary come out while Joey was pouring baby oil on his crotch. Didn't end too well for him, shall we say? You should watch it. I'm not gonna dive into it too much. Fulton came out, big um, size up between him and Havoc. Swoggle came out, which is a very big surprise as well. Tommy Dreamer came out too because, of course, everything, uh, clearly the answer to everything in Impact Wrestling bring out Tommy Dreamer, which ah, blasted Tommy Dreamer. (laughs) But the biggest surprise, another huge surprise coming out, in Pokemon Gear, Pokemon Titan Tron Gear, Smiley Kylie. It looks like she is actually a part of the Knockouts roster moving forward. Which fantastic, absolutely fantastic move for her. I mean, if if you think about the women's wrestling rosters right now, Impact have some of the best in the world right now. WWE like NXT. They have some great talent there, but they're not really nurturing them right now. And AW, they're still getting to that point with their women's division, not quite yet. Amazing! This seems like the best logical step for Kylie Ray, and I cannot wait to see her more in Impact Wrestling. It's going to be incredible. She was all smiles. She was giving out super kicks to everybody. She hit a big cannonball. She did a pose, you know, like Shazam McKenzie. It's all that stuff. Uh, and then Fulton kind of choked her out, which um, that kind of put a down dam- there on things, you know, but it all came down to the end after everyone, once again, shades of the final episode before bound for glory, Eddie Edwards and Mahabali Shearer. You had Fulton take out Edwards first with a power bomb uh, on the apron. Despite that, despite everything, Eddie Edwards ended up coming through victorious with the win at number one very very surprising and I mentioned there's not a whole lot more history and accomplishments that Eddie Edwards can do so maybe they're actually giving him a push too in what capacity I don't know but now he can compete for any championship now I will skip ahead to the newsroom section here because when Josh Matthews and Scott Demore were talking about what Eddie Edwards will do they were theorizing that he will go for the world title which could be an interesting thing it could, as a former champion whoever wins in terms of brian cage or sammy callahan moving forward that would be like a, a warm-up contender you know someone who can kind of like give a bit of bit of bit of rub to whoever is the champion and extend it to the reign or Help start a new reign, whatever the case is. But naturally, you kind of think like Ace Austin, uh, that whole story that would kind of impact things, you know? We had Tyre Valkyrie with t- versus Tennille Dashwood. And very, very surprising here. I thought that Tennille was going to end the reign because Tyre has done it all. There's nothing more for her to do. And shenanigans, and she retains. Now I was upset at first but then I kind of dwelled on it and I actually, I'm okay with it because you need, you need to, it's kind of hard to manufacture that level of heat that Tyre has. She's, she's kind of stopped being the, she is that um, a bitchy high school drama heel, but it's more than that. Now she's kind of cultivating more of her Lucha underground like her queen of lucha character the ice queen she's kind of bringing that all in and she's like like it's making her more grandiose she's a bit more upper self uh, it's gradual but you want to help build someone it just and it's smart so now it's just like okay who's going to finally take her down who else is there you know who hasn't done it yet who, like, Because Taya has faced everyone at this point. Maybe Kylie. Kylie would be a good choice, I think. There's a lot of other knockouts there. I mean, you can get Jordan Grace in there. You can get Havoc in there for an actual proper match. Jesus Christ. But, like, Tennille Dashwood, maybe she has to fight for it again. Maybe she has to fight for it. And eventually, she finally gets rid of Taya. So, the reason that she lost this one... So... Bravo threw a steel chair into the ring. A steel chain, I should say, not steel chair. She wrapped it around her fist. She was going to swing and punch Tennille, but she missed. Tennille looked like she was going to use the steel chain, but she threw it away. And in that moment, she went to go for her spotlight finisher. Tyre stopped her, reversed it into Rota Valhalla, her finisher, and got the win. So Tennille had done a couple of her... Bottom rope cross body. She'd done a spotlight before. And when she looked like she finally had the pinfall, Johnny Bravo pulled out the referee, stopped him from doing the pinfall. And you would think that, oh, it was going to be a DQ victory, but no, the referee still kept going. And in all the confusion, Taya Valkyrie came out on top. So longest reigning knockouts champion at, what were we at? 290 odd days now at the time of recording. Yeah why not make her go to a year a full year with the belt why not it's it's going to be a very interesting journey just to see how the knockouts division how they rearrange it just to see who's gonna surface as one of the next stars because i I, i'm thinking here because there's a lot a lot of knockouts now right and they're not all being used i part of me thinks maybe because like, there's a lot of different stars maybe they could bring back the knockouts tag team championships. that's just me. I mean there's a lot to do here. there's a lot that you can do with the knockouts division like there's a lot of stories that aren't revolving around titles, which not to say that it all should be but I think that hmm in a way to help us with the new network bringing back one of those championships might be a good idea. But let just, we'll have to wait and see. Right now, the, the main story is who can defeat Tyre Valkyrie, who can stop her, who can get rid of Johnny Bravo so that people can actually stop her. That's going to be a big thing. We had the next championship match, the North versus Rich One and Willie Mack versus Rhino and Rob Van Dam. We started out with Josh Alexander and Willie Mack. Mac hit a Rana, and Alexander did a hip toss and made the tag to Ethan Page. Swan took the tag, and Page took a six-one-nine from Mac and a kick from Rich Swan. There's a lot of great spots in here. A lot of back and forth. Team ECW did a lot more than I thought they would. RVD taking a lot of the high flying stuff. Naturally, this match was great. It was just a nice little. Uh, you need a little bit more excitement in the build-up to the exhibition title match and the main event. There was so much to be done here. Right. But so at some point though, the big thing to come out of this, right. You had, uh, there's a bit of confusion, like pretty much everyone was down except for Rhino and RVD, you know, Rhino was setting up for the gore. And as he was going to gore someone, he got super kicked by his partner. Rob Van Dam turned on Rhino and the crowd went nuts. This made, like, this, oh, there was so much to unpack here. I think this might have been my favorite match, like, just because of that moment. Because, think back, the honest question to the listeners here, think back, to when RVD has been a heel, he's never been a heel before in his entire career. That is insane. Like you would think, just the in ECW in like WWE, he was never in Impact. He never ever was a heel. He's never done that before because people thought he was too likable, right? And now he's getting to that point. He's in his late forties. He's now the guy who's one of those older guy who's taking the spotlight from the younger guys. He's not the not what he was, but he's still in that title picture. He's the stoner. He's an absolute ass in a lot of things. He's saying everyone has been taking all these moves. It all finally does it. It all makes sense. Finally, the Bulls the absolute balls on impact wrestling to do what no one has ever done with Rob Van Dam. I want to see this. I want to see him be an absolute dick. I want to see him like make him be just absolute. Doesn't give a shit about anyone. Like make Katie Forbes a heel as well, because just, just to bring that kind of home, just have her be the bitchy thing. Like just, do that that would help a lot to rvd and maybe that's kind of why she signed with impact like we got the news that she actually signed with impact wrestling for a contract i don't know how long for but i think this is kind of the thing that rob van dam this is one of the things that he might have been promised maybe just to kind of keep him around something that that no one has done with him yet it's baffling i, I had to think just like no one has done this. It's phenomenal, and like I cannot wait that so when we get the first impact episode on AXS. We're gonna see RVD explain his actions, and man, I want him to completely just change everything about himself. Whole life and show just go into the bravado, like just say how everyone is copying him. Just it makes sense if this has been long term long term storytelling. I am all for it. I am all for it. But back to the match after this big, big thing that happened. Going back to the match, though, we had RVD take out Rich Swan and Willie Mack with super kicks before he left. Meanwhile, the North capitalized with their finishes on Rich Swan, did their little alley oop thing, and picked up the win. The North retained, the North remember, the North stand tall. I was worried. I was so worried that they would lose here. I thought that Team ECW would take the victory or Willie Mack and Rich Swan. Just with all the, the talk with Team ECW and Rich Swan, Willie Mack, just like, uh, you get a title shot next. Oh, you'll get a title shot next if we win. No, if you win. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to unpack there. I am so glad the North deserve a long, lengthy title reign as tag team champions. I don't know. And they need to, again, much like the Knockouts division, they need someone to... Like, just who's going to take them down? Who's going to knock them down from their perch? Who's just going to... They're going to keep getting more overconfident and egotistical. They're going to get even worse. Have that journey with the North. But yeah, I can't wait. We had Michael Elgin versus Mara Fuji. A lot of tests of strength in here. A lot of uh, nods back to their time in New Japan. Uh, I kind of alluded to this earlier in the episode where... Michael Elgin won. Michael Elgin won pretty convincingly in my mind. You know, there was a lot of uh, back and forth. Like Marafuji, he did a slice bread onto the floor and rolled into the ring. Like Elgin did his buckle bomb, but then Marafuji came back with like three knees. There's a lot of lot of stiff shots from both guys. I think, and it, it's always the way. Michael Elgin is such a very versatile wrestler that because Marafuji, when he leaned more into his high-flying uh moveset elgin really resorted to more of his stiff strikes which really meant for an entertaining contest but yeah uh you had Marfuji kicked out of a lariat and an elgin bomb but finally elgin got the win off dumping Marfuji on his head on his head it was an ugly spot michael elgin yeah all over the place, no build up from Mara Fuji at all. I don't know whether it was like miscommunication between um, Mara Fuji and Impact Wrestling, if Mara Fuji didn't want to do one, if they wanted to do subtitles for him, if he just wanted to do something in English, I don't know. All over the place, but the result is the same. Michael Elgin, smart move, I, I, I called it. They needed to remind everyone that Michael Elgin is a big heavyweight title contender just waiting in the lurks waiting for his right time he's hasn't really lost his shot yet we're just waiting for someone else to distract him maybe i don't know who will i have some theories but we'll see what happens we get to the x division title match jake chris defending against tessa blanchard daga ace austin and ace romero this match all over the place for a while. You had the relationship between Daga and Tessa Blanchard in this one because they didn't want to really help each other out, but they kind of had to because they both hated Jake Chris. They both hate Ove, and at some point they just like, no, I hate him more. No, I hate him more. Let's fight. Very great stuff. Ace Romero like hit a dive on the ladder while they were both holding on to the title. Ace Romero is just there to stop all the momentum from everyone. It pretty much the, the big high flyers in this understandably so. Ace Austin, Jake Crist, they did phenomenal work here. It was such you had the big base in Ace Romero, everything in this worked. I actually prefer this to the last Ultimate X match that we saw uh at the last Pay-Per-View I think where John Morrison, John John Johnny Impact, sorry, when he won the title, when he won the X Division Ultimate X, I thought they did a lot better job with this one compared to the other ones as of late. And, uh, and you you would think that this was Tessa's time to shine. That she has been undeniable for so long. She's been in the intergender wrestling journey for ages. You know, I it seemed like everything, all the cars were lined up to finally give her one of the titles for her to make history nope um at this point so it looked like she had it but madman Fulton came in and jumped tessa Fulton got a table and put it in the ring uh tessa didn't go away gracefully she said the mother flerken she said the mf word and hit a runner onto madman Fulton. then jake chris jumped in the ring and he went through a table suddenly Ace Austin whacked Tessa with his baton, his uh extended baton thing that he does with his entrances. He was the last man standing. Your new X Division champion, Ace Austin. Did not see that coming at all. Uh, he's very deserving. The one true ace. He's very capable. I mean, wow. I thought that Jake Christ, like, hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. I mean, I, I for sure, I thought finally, Tess is going to do it. Finally, we're going to end this story with OVE But no, nah, it's still going. Uh, they're really trying to force it now. I, I don't like it, but we'll have to see on next week's episode of Impact how they tie it all together. And there's rumors right now floating around, regardless of whether they're true or not. Uh. According to, I think it's Fightful or Conrad Thompson, one of the two, saying how apparently Tessa's contract is up with Impact Wrestling. So, if that's the case, maybe, I don't know. Like, would she go to WWE? Would she go to AEW? You would think AEW because of their women's division. And, of course, her dad's there. And it's been, what a year two years since she's been with impact wrestling it's getting close so a lot maybe they've kind of halted this just a little bit just to wait for her to resign before they do anything with her now i am a bit annoyed about that because how much longer can you keep having the story with tessa in the intergender wrestling scene in the title picture before you finally just give her a belt? because she deserves it like whether that like now now that they had it they had an option here they didn't go with it with the exhibition now she has to look at the world title i don't see how this ends any other way like they had a chance with exhibition title it didn't work out they can't have tessa and ace austin they just can't you would think that eddie edwards is going to face off against ace austin for the title maybe I don't see, like, there's no real chemistry there between Ace and Tessa. Like, Tessa was crying after the match, so this is a time of reflection for her. How she overcomes this, I don't know. But there is so many ways they can go about this. I just hope that they do it right. They need to figure out the best way to go about this. I mean... Oh, I just wanted to end well. And so, so far, this Bound for Glory has been phenomenal, but it's just, hmm, it came out looking very, it came out looking very um, weird booking decision for my taste. We had Moose versus Chem Shamrock. These guys got nose to nose, slugged it out pretty much from the get go. Shamrock looked amazing. In this, brought Moose down to the mat. Was going for an armbar for a, in the early goings. Moose did a lot of elbows to the eyes, forcing Shamrock to kind of cover. It was a lot of MMA strikes and punches, a lot of mat work, a lot of groundwork, which made sense considering both of them are big boys and they just want to. And with this whole MMA story, they're trying to outclass each other. You had, uh, you had Trig. Mike Trigg, he was involved in this match at some point. He cut the turnbuckle off one of the corners. Uh, Shamrock and Moose both teased, taking a bump on it to the exposed turnbuckle. Shamrock did a Rana and a belly-to-belly before latching on an ankle lock. Moose pulled the referee into Shamrock and, yeah, that knocked out the official. In all that confusion, Moose hit a low blow onto, onto Shamrock and Trigg threw in a chair. Shamrock ducked it, thankfully, and threw Moose into the corner. He did an ankle lock once more, and Moose got onto the bottom rope, only get pulled back right away. No referee, didn't mean anything. Moose teased Tapping out, and then Trig went into the ring. Shamrock punched Trig, and then Moose hit a pump kick. And uh, how they stole the previous moves, and Ken Shamrock stepped to the side, and Moose hit the floor. Then Moose, uh, then Shamrock, I should say, latched on another ankle up before moose rolled out of it and that sent shamrock into the exposed turnbuckle moose hit the no jackhammer required spear and won the match your winner mr impact wrestling moose exactly what i wanted exactly what should have happened moose gets a victory over a former the granddaddy of tna the first tna world champion the nwa world champion great rub for moose he's got a lot of momentum going for him now again another strong title contender in the lurks impact wrestling are doing very very well with moose right now i'm very happy i or i don't know what they're going to do with him right now whether they're going to just go full pedal. There's so many ways that world title pitcher it seemed like it was like dead in the water, but there's a lot of people that are just ready to be ready to strike depending on the timing. And I'm just hoping that they make the right decision going forward. So I am as much as I was thinking like, oh, Shamrock and if nothing else, he came out looking amazing and who knows, maybe we we'll see some more of him soon. But the main event, guys, the machine Brian Cage as a Sammy Callahan for the Impact World title. This match was just ugly, ugly, because all the rage, all the whole stuff for Sammy ruining Brian Cage's wedding, getting him arrested, all the mind games. Sammy spit into Cage's face and then Brian bit him in the face. It was like a lot of FU's. From Callahan, a, a few FUs from Brian Cage, to be fair. It wasn't long before Callahan, I think it was only like the first minute or two. It didn't take long. Callahan was busted open. Cage came out looking like Wolverine, which I thought was phenomenal. He got the Wolverine claws and then he cut Callahan's head wide open with Wolverine claws. Talk about fanboy moments. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I I don't think any other promotion could have done that with Brian Cage coming out as Wolverine and cutting someone with the adamantium claws. That is pure fanboy, fanfiction moment there, and I love Impact Wrestling for doing it. This was a hardcore spectacle. Callahan took charge a lot in this, and it was Brian Cage's job to remind us that he's the goddamn machine and just just uh, kicking out of everything you know at some point cage grabbed the guardrail and placed it onto the steps had two chairs on it cage set up for a powerbomb but sammy hit a claw onto the grind the groin claw and he hit his cactus jack pile driver on the guardrail and you had the crowd chanting that was murder that that i you don't hear that a lot you don't hear that was murder As Sammy whacked Cage with a chair some more afterwards, there was so much good spots in here involving the guardrail, involving thumbtacks, involving steel chairs. There was so much to go with. Uh, You had Cage block the Sunset Powerbomb only to take one through the railway railing anyways, you know. Sammy covered for another very close near fall. Then Sammy got into the ring. He got the thumbtacks out. Sammy hit his power driver onto the thumb tacks, but Cage kicked out at one. At one, guys. That was crazy. Cage then hit a power bomb and then a Draw Claw onto the thumbtacks for the win. Still your world champion, Brian Cage. And to end that pay per view, Melissa Santos came to the ring, celebrated at the end with her husband. She didn't seem to mind that he had a bit of a busted lip as they kissed into the ring. They did the whole macho man, Miss Elizabeth moment, having her on his shoulders. It was a nice end to the story, or so we think. That was, I think that was the best pay-per-view that Impact Wrestling had done, and just what a way for them to kick themselves off into a new era. So much stuff. Like I, I have been worried about Ryan Cage's reign as world champion and i was hoping that sammy would win here i really really was but if nothing else depending on how they go with this if they keep the title on brian cage they have made brian cage look like the machine again sammy callahan through his own body through all the shit that he's done through the great promo work like when he finally got to have promo work with brian cage he capitalized and he made brian cage look like the machine again very very happy uh i don't know how much longer it can last i really really don't there's so much to unpack here and we know that for the hope to end the first episode of impact on axs we're going to have a rematch because B- sammy callahan came into the newsroom while brian cage is in there threatened brian cage by saying that the rest of over were at his house where his wife and his daughter were there and they threatened that they were going to attack them if Brian Cage did not give Sammy Callahan a rematch in a steel cage. So, a lot to unpack here. And I think, I think, you know, like, Brian Cage has had two defences. I I don't think they're going to... They had the magic. They had the magic with Brian Cage as the world champion. I think they've lost it. I think they've lost it. I hate to say it, but with the injury and the time away, it's been nice that we did the the wedding thing, but I think he's lost all the momentum. And I don't think if they're really going to cling to that with Brian Cage, I don't know how much more long, longer it can last because how much longer can you keep Sammy away from the title picture? If you want to keep Brian Cage as champion, you need to keep it fresh and what a way for them to debut properly then for Sammy Callahan to become the champion because that way you have Tessa with Ove and maybe possibly triple threat, make a triple threat, Brian cage, Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard. And then finally you get, and you get those moments with Tessa and Brian cage because they have fought before in the independent scene. And it was, ah, perfect look it up on youtube you can find it you have the history with sammy and tessa and i want those two i want the two boys to start bickering i want tessa to capitalize and i want her to finally cap off her story because there is a story here and it needs to end properly before tessa leaves impact because it seems like she's not going to be there very much longer it doesn't have to be a long reign it's just the fact that she gets there that's the whole point. Like they can have like they've had Pentagon be the champion for 2 days. Like they they're okay with short title reigns in Impact Wrestling. I am okay with it. But that's that's me thinking that. But like that's without a doubt that I think that's my favorite Impact Pay-Per-View of 2019. There's so much for them to go. There's so much storylines for them to go forward with. They had some great matches. And then we had the the breather, the relief, the the dissection of everything that happened, with the newsroom episode we had Josh Matthews and Scott Demore reflecting on Bound for Glory, which I love because Scott Demore is such an intellectual, and he's really the he that in terms of figureheads who are on screen, he is the highest of highest, and he's a lot more articulate than Don Callis, and he's a lot more likable than Don Callis comes with great chemistry with Josh Matthews and it just they came off like a proper newsroom debate between two impact two of impact's greatest analytical minds I loved it and as I mentioned the Bound for Glory pre-show matches they went on to the the newsroom episode of Impact Wrestling so you had Madison Rain defeat Shotsy Blackheart Kira Hogan was on commentary during the whole match And yeah, Madison Reign, she hit a step up in Zaguri in it. And uh, Madison connected with the cross Reign to pick up the victory against Shotzi Blackheart. I think, I can't remember what she's had to try it with WWE for NXT. I think she's WWE bound very, very soon. So it's nice to see her in the indies. We have to enjoy her for however much longer we have her. You had throughout this newsroom episode... The new X Division champion. So we haven't got his party yet. He hasn't had his celebration party, where Alicia Edwards was obligated to appear. But apparently, throughout this newsroom episode, Ace Austin was. We were cutting to him at a movie set. The title of the movie we don't know. Uh, Josh Mathews, Scott Demore did not know what the movie was about, and you get inklings about what it is, as they cut back like three or four different times. To exactly what they're doing. Don Callis is trying to interview Ace Austin and uh, he's getting like makeup done. And there's a lot of women there in um, dress robes. And like Don Callis is just like, hmm, I wonder what type of movie this is. It's a porno. It's a porno. <laughs> and it's just like the absolute blissful ignorance from the reporters. Just like, wait, what are we showing here? I don't know. Let's just go back to it. And it's just Ace Austin getting ready with uh, I don't know the name of the lady that Ace Austin was acting alongside her name was Kendra but um, that might be a stage name for Impact I don't know whether she's an actual adult entertainer uh, outside of this I have no idea but <laughs> I loved it and it's just it was so cheesy okay everyone's very much love and action <laughs> i love it just like i'm here to. you just needed the cheesy porn music you just needed the cheesy 70s porn music or oh, hell have ace austin come out to stone cold music ace austin 316 i just banged your wife make it an absolute <laughs> video promo <laughs> oh i loved it and uh yeah the the way that this ends so we don't see anything we don't see any like um see anyone undress fully if you're wondering of course they wouldn't anyways but one of the things i laugh my ass off at so before the camera cuts out uh while ace austin and kendra uh start making out they roll over and just before it cuts out one of them farts and whoever in the impact producer editing room kept that in bless you (laughs) because that was brilliant and that's just like that is Like that is porn versus reality. You try doing that shit. There's always something awkward that happens. You turn around, someone farts, you laugh, you carry on. (laughs) Oh, it was great. I love that. That that made that segment for me. And like I said, Ace Austin is a completely new character. He's this actual lecturer, like lecturer, detestable guy. Who's still somehow in Alicia Edwards, good graces. I don't understand it, how they're going to try and weave that in, but they've given Ace Austin a push here. He's the champ. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. He is very, in spite of the storyline, he has been very, very entertaining. And I will focus on him more so compared to Eddie Edwards because the newsroom guys, they were kind of saying how, oh, they, they went through Eddie Edwards' history of being... Uh, up and down eccentric wacky like savage crazy and they're teasing like oh maybe he'll be maybe he'll snap again maybe he'll snap again and just like i'm over it It was a pack of lies they, they're not gonna get me they're not gonna get me they, they can't it's not gonna happen they're just teasing us at this point in terms of how they botched that storyline with a with eddie edwards But uh, whether I think we have Eddie Edwards and Ace Austin facing off on the next episode of Impact Wrestling, I don't think it's for the title. But that story is continuing on despite Eddie Edwards not cashing in his gauntlet match. So maybe after a few losses, he'll be like, you know what, screw it, Ace Austin, I want you. Or like I said, just to give the rub of the new heavyweight champion, it could be Sammy Callahan after the steel cage match just to give them a rub, just like an immediate contender. Feed the Eddie Edwards, who again, triple crown champion. He's done it all. If nothing else, it gives them a rub to whoever wins that match. And yeah, I don't see there's a lot of ways that they can do this, uh, but regardless, I am actually not upset how they can go about it. We have Moose is celebrating about beating Ken Shamrock. He's being obnoxious. He's just loving life right now. We get a promo from the North. They're saying how they're challenging anyone to face them next week. And it wasn't a tag match that got the got the challenge accepted, but it was actually a singles match. So we're going to see Josh Alexander versus Marafuji, which is a very interesting proposition. Whether they'll continue the storyline with Michael Elgin and Mara Fuji. I don't know. I would love to see Mara Fuji as like a mainstay on the Impact Wrestling roster because they might have some stuff for him to do. As the way they weaved through this storyline of this newsroom episode, I loved it. You had some spots with Tyre Valkyrie, you had Johnny Bravo talking to the people on the streets, yo. <laughs> He's just how has Tyre Valkyrie impacted your life, random citizen? Just putting a microphone in their face. Um um surely you know the work of taya valkyrie I really don't. That's a lie. You know who she is, you love her. Wonderful work. There's so much them <laughs> to work with. Um You got the you got the grudge matches. Another thing I should mention, I should I before I forget, we had another thing that was the highlight of this newsroom episode. We had an interview with the King of Swing, Johnny Swinger, the Master of the Swing, neckbreaker looking jack, looking beautiful. And he's being interviewed by Jimmy Jacobs. And Johnny Swinger is saying that his goal right now is to find a new signee and put him under his wing, right? So his goal is openly to help mentor the next generation. He's being, and he's saying, Jimmy Jacobs asked him, where can the people find you on social media? Social what? How can the fans get in contact with you? Oh, yeah, I've got a P.O. box, pay this much money, you can join my fan club. He's just stuck in the 80s, man. I love it. He's such a, he's that committed to the gimmick, and I think it's phenomenal. And uh, he just ends on saying, like, maybe I'll be Johnny Impact from now on. It's like, we had a Johnny Impact before. Really? He sounds like a dick. <laughs> like, my hat's off to you, my bandana. The 80s glasses, off to you, Johnny Swinger. I don't know who he could team up with. I'm actually very curious. Like, who would work well with Johnny Swinger? Who would have a complete reinvention? Hmm. The person that comes to mind is Ace Austin, but I don't think he even needs Johnny Swinger. He doesn't need him. Like, that he wouldn't serve any... Like, you need someone that is not doing anything right now. I'm thinking of someone in the exhibition title picture who hasn't been, isn't being utilized right now, but it's hard to picture who could be, who could um, benefit from his tutelage. I I don't know whether it would be as like a tag team, but the fact that I don't know means that I'm excited for it because it's not, it's not like telegraphed. We don't know. And I'm happy to say that I don't know because there's so much potential and it makes you engage there's so much fun in here with this episode of impact and the future impact going forward i'm just i'm very excited from from this big 5 days these five events that impact wrestling have had there's been so much for them to go with i've absolutely loved it and they've they've set up everything right for axs so they just they've got the platform They've got the viewers now. They're doing far better than WWE in terms of viewership in a lot of ways now, which is crazy to say. And we ended of course, this newsroom episode with the pre-show matches I mentioned, the rascals defeating team AAA, Dr. Wagner Jr. Aerostar and Taurus. The finish came when Trey hit a top rope, double foot stomp onto Aerostar followed up by the signature double team moves like the push standing moonsault To pick up the win, Dr. Wagner, like I said, I thought this might be a retirement match. I was wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe they might get the Rascal something to do because they're very, very good at what they do and they've been underutilized for so long. I don't know. Hopefully they can figure it out. But ladies and gentlemen, that was the Impact Zone for this week. Thank you for following me on this journey through so much Impact content. So much Impact content. It'll be far better when I can just pick apart the very first episode of Impact on AXS by itself without anything else to think about, like focusing on the other news stories that come out. Before I go, there's been some news that comes out for WrestleMania weekend. I shouldn't forget this, but Impact Wrestling have announced that for one night only, they are bringing back total nonstop Action! They are bringing back the brand of TNA, and this is ve- this is going to turn out very, very good or very, very bad because there's a lot of there's been some high highs within with TNA and some very low lows. Reverse Battle Royal, I'm looking at you. But the Ultimate X, like there's so much story that I can work with here in the amazing. Like, just the stars that have come from TNA that have moved on to just th- how many stars are in WWE that are from TNA? Like th- those TNA alumni guys, you can see them out there in the wrestling world, in the indie scene right now, in AEW right now, in the NWA right now, a lot of their former champions are there. I'm excited. And it's just going to be so like you had the big, the, the big fanboy for this is Ethan Page which I I love the fact that he's such a fanboy TNA in their history. And some of the matches that they're proposing right now, very, very interesting. You have the young bucks. I've been talking to Scott Del and they're thinking that maybe they can get generation me, AKA the young bucks facing off one more time against the motor city machine guns. Oh boy. Their match at bound for glory back in like 2010, 2011 was one of the best matches that Impact that TNA ever did, right? And it really helped. It helped uh, give the Young Bucks that platform just to prove that they are one of the best tag teams in the world. Their work with the Machine Guns, they did incredible work with those guys. They they pay tribute to them a lot. The Machine Guns, they pay tribute to um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, the Young Bucks do they don't forget their roots and they're saying screw, screw the red tape, screw the logistics. They want to see it happen now. And they would need that as a star power event, but you have to think how much can they do considering a lot of their stars are in WWE right now. They've like WWE has a Bobby rude, Samoa Joe, AJ styles, Eric yum. (laughs) There's so much guys. And, WWE like maybe it's not going to happen I shouldn't even say it but maybe they could be like you know what we're not doing anything with Bobby Roode you take him for a night we could have beer money again guys I like to think that they're going to bring on a lot of the former world champions they're going to bring back James Storm the cowboy because give him a proper send-off from TNA after his retirement that that whole thing was just bad. Don't don't dwell on it too much, guys. Don't dwell on it too much. But there's so much they can do. They could bring back Kong. They could go back to the, the NWA TNA days and bring back some of the old champions from there. They could... Man. There's so much that they can do. Like, you could focus on the older guys like Steiner and Nash and stuff or Booker T, but... I think to get to the real heart of TNA, they're gonna get in a lot of other guys who, into can still go. I I'm excited more so than I'm uh, worried. I'm excited for what it could be. LAX, the OG LAX, bring them back, please, for the TNA episode one night only. Have them face the North. Have this. Have an Ultimate X match. Have. A monster's brawl uh you're kind of a monster's brawl without abyss mm-hmm. but there's so many avenues to go with like i mean king of the mountain like there's a lot of history and it, a lot of it is bogged down by like eric bischoff and hulk hogan's and a uh, the impact manage the tna management the dixie carter that whole era has kind of thrown a lot of it Um, in disrepute aces and eights bring back the aces and eights bring back bully ray you know like like you you can't maybe sting like he's probably in the religion contract with wwe but still i don't care how they do it just i want to see i want a proper tribute to what tna brought out in the independent scene to really encapsulate what it could be so for WrestleMania weekend, you bet your ass I'm going to watch this. I don't know how. Uh, it better be on the net on the Impact Plus network. But you can bet your ass I'm going to be watching this and I'm going to be actively excited for it over WrestleMania weekend because there's going to be so much wrestling. But you bet your ass that if someone was walking around trying to find the nearest wrestling show, you bet they would check out a TNA show. Well, for all the memories, even if it was a car crash waiting to happen, you can tell that people are actively going to see it. And you know what? I believe, guys, that's where we're going to end things for right now. If you want to follow me on all the socials, I'm at On 107 i Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Grapple. Hit me up. Let me know what you thought about this big weekend for Impact Wrestling and what you hope for with them on AXS and what you hope for for the one night only TNA special. If you want to follow us here, collectively at the B plus. We are at the B plus Wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit and the B plus wrestling everywhere else. Remember guys, our Patreon, any amount you could donate would be greatly appreciated. So we can keep giving you all what you want, when you want, showcasing the very, very best of Australian wrestling. We saw a lot of it at Coliseum while showcasing the... All the wrestling news from around the globe, ladies and gentlemen. Like, share, subscribe, hit that five-star review. I've been Mr. Mysterious for the Impact Zone, and guess what? I'll see you guys later.